Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Jesus said, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You've heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, And whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the guard, and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, my friends, in case you have not noticed it, all of humanity is completely and certifiably foolish. We are nuts, not just a little, not just a little foolish, but full of deceit. Every single one of us is duped and mistaken, drunk on foolishness. You see, we all like to play a game. That includes you and me, too. The game works like this. We make up our own rules of how we believe this life should be lived, what is good, what is true, and what is right, according to us. Now, these rules are often made and developed in ways that are most convenient to us. That is to say, we make rules that cater to our own strengths and preferences and desires. And then once we have created these rules, well, we congratulate ourselves for keeping our own rules while condemning others who do not measure up to our rules. In case this doesn't sound foolish enough, well, foolishness is compounded when we begin to fight with other people. For example, other people will come our way 
and they will come along, look at our rules, and then they will want to tear our rules down. They want to tear our rules down because they struggle to meet up to the standards of our rules. So they will insist that our rules are unfair, perhaps unreasonable, or maybe just outright wrong. They will then do everything possible to get rid of our rules. But here's the catch, and there's always a catch. If these other people are successful in getting rid of our old rules, they will then proceed to set up their own new rules of how life should be lived, what is good and what is right and true, according to them. They will set up new rules that cater to their strengths and their preferences and their desires. Now, these other people, they will be happy for a time because they are in charge with their new rules. That is until somebody else comes along and tears down their rules, and guess what? It starts all over again. It creates a whole different problem where new rules are indeed brought about and around and around and around it goes. Foolishness, is it not? It is all foolishness. But why are you and I, along with the rest of humanity, so incredibly insistent on creating, enforcing, and upholding our own rules? Why do we spend so much time and energy making up rules of how life should be lived, what is good and what is right and true according to us? Well, Jesus answers this for us. He answers this for us in the reading from the Gospel of Matthew this morning. You see, in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus goes after those old scribes and Pharisees. Yes, those old scribes and Pharisees for their foolish rulemaking. He exposes the fact that those scribes and Pharisees are making up rules to pat themselves on the back. They're making up rules to create something horrific. And it is called this, self-righteousness. Yes, horrific, terrible, toxic self-righteousness. You see, this is how all of this works. Mankind, that is you and me, all of humanity, like those Pharisees and those scribes, well, we desire to make achievable rules. Yes, achievable rules. We like making rules that are doable, at least for us. We like to set the bar low, within our reach, but high enough out of the reach of everybody else. And the reason why? Well, when we can attain and follow our own rules, it makes us feel righteous and good. Indeed, it makes us feel very good. If we make a rule and we keep it, we can then pat ourselves on the back. We feel even better when we make a rule, keep it, and guess what? When others cannot do the same as us. It feels good. It feels so incredibly good to be able to do something that others cannot. And so if we can convince everyone else around us, if we can convince everyone else around us that our rules are the right rules, and then we go on achieving our rules, then we will feel a sense of, yes, you guessed it, self-righteousness. We will walk with pride, with our chin high, our nose perhaps elevated ever so slightly, with confidence and pride, because we are the cat's meow. We are keeping the rules, and everyone else, well, at least they're trying at best. As previously mentioned, 
This is exactly, this is exactly what those scribes and Pharisees were doing in that first century. These religious leaders were masters at making themselves look good in front of others. That everyone convinced, everyone convinced that their rules were the best rules and as already mentioned, well, they were also very good at fulfilling their rules, which made them puffed up and arrogant, full of toxic, self-righteous pride. But Jesus, here's the key, he knew better. Jesus knew better. He knew the game that they were playing. He saw through their false righteousness, and he sees through our silly games and our silly rules of false righteousness as well. So what Jesus does is quite remarkable. Mark this. He exposes the fact that the scribes and the Pharisees had made up a bunch of rules. Essentially, he does this. He pulls that carpet right out from underneath their feet. Furthermore, Jesus was exposing the fact that the Pharisees and the scribes did not, get this, they did not have the right They did not have the right to determine the rules in the first place. They were not in charge. They were not God. Now, dear friends, I mentioned earlier that this world is completely and certifiably foolish. It is foolish not only because we are constantly trying to tear down and replace each other's rules over and over again, but because we also believe, we tragically, we, we tragically believe somewhere along the way that we actually have the right to determine the rules in the first place. Shame on us. Shame on humanity for thinking that we have the right to establish rules of how this life should be lived, what is good and right and true. Shame on humanity for making up our own rules and then using those same rules to make ourselves better than everybody else. Dear friends, hear this loud and clear this day. There is only one rule maker. There is only one set of rules. That one rule maker is certainly not you and certainly not me or your neighbor And that one set of rules, well, it does not belong to one small, tiny segment of humanity. That one set of rules stands over all of humanity, on every continent, in every place, for all of time. And that one rule maker is our Lord and God. And that one set of rules is the divine, the good, the precious Ten Commandments. But we do not like this as humanity. In fact, we can't stand this idea of having one rule maker with one set of rules. We, we, we hate this. The old Adam in all of us hates this because if there's one rule maker and there's one set of rules, we are no longer in control. We're no longer in control of the rules. We hate this because one rule maker and one set of rules makes everyone together subject to the same rules, and no one has an advantage over another. And that is the whole point. That is the whole point that Jesus is making in the gospel reading. No one is able to achieve the rules of the one rule maker. We all, shoulder to shoulder, stand condemned. 
with our mouths equally shut, with no righteousness to show. Hear this loud and clear this day. God does not care about your man-made rules and how good you are at keeping those man-made rules. If you are morally righteous according to your rules, it does not mean anything because your rules do not count before God. Now, dear friends, do not be so foolish. Yes, this day, do not be so foolish to base your goodness and your righteousness off your own silly man-made rules. But instead, consider yourself today in this moment Consider yourself before the holy, divine Ten Commandments. And as you soberly look into those Ten Commandments, what you will see is that you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Yes, you heard that correctly. As you soberly look at those Ten Commandments, as you look at those divine, good Ten Commandments, you will not see your goodness, you will not see your righteousness, but you will see your failure and your sin. Yes, your failure and your sin. When you look soberly at the Ten Commandments, you will never see the reflection of your greatness, the reflection of your accomplishments, good spiritual resumes, but you will see how you have failed to love God and how you have failed to love your neighbor in thought, word, and deed. How have you failed to love perfectly? But this is not the only thing that Jesus wants you to consider from our gospel reading this morning. We also heard today that Jesus boldly stated that he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. We heard today, indeed, that he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. That is to say that Christ is the only one who was able to fulfill the rules of the Ten Commandments. And so Jesus is truly, get this, truly righteous for successfully keeping those Ten Commandments. Now, Jesus, he did not knock the Ten Commandments down, but he achieved the impossible. He kept these Ten Commandments because he is without sin. And this is what is so incredibly remarkable. He did not keep the Ten Commandments to one-up you or to rub it in your face, but instead he kept the Ten Commandments in your place. In your place. You see, this is a point that often goes missing in Christianity. We correctly understand that Jesus died to take away our sins. However, we must know this important, essential part of our Christian faith. We must know that Jesus also lived to give you his righteousness. He died on the cross to take away your sins. He followed the Ten Commandments perfectly to give you righteousness. Righteousness that you can wear as a robe. And so, dear friends, in Christ, there's no silly games. In Christ, there's no silly man-made rules. In Christ, there's no such thing as a false righteousness or self-righteousness. No need to tear God's law down. You have everything that you could possibly need in the heavenly spiritual realms. You have all the righteousness you need in Jesus who surpass all the silly rules of mankind by keeping the rules of the Ten Commandments perfectly for you. Yes, for you. Baptized saints, because of Jesus, you will enter the kingdom of heaven. 
in Christ, you have both forgiveness and righteousness. Forgiveness to atone for your sin. Righteousness so that you might wear the righteousness of Christ as a glorious, radiant robe. Forgiveness and righteousness all done for you as a gift. Nothing held back. Given to you completely and fully. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.